0: hello everyone i'm colin Tessler of wrestling.com i'm joined by john clark tonight to talk about WWE nxt john how you doing tonight i am doing pretty swell how about yourself doing pretty swell myself i mean it's hard not to feel good i mean we sit here on a tuesday night and i think maybe nxt benefits because you know you sit here uh one night after running night raw and it just nxt feels so much better the two hours flies by the the creative's better or at least you know more enjoyable more often than not Uh, i hate to compare but just it's hard not to feel that way sitting here on a tuesday night but uh we'll get into what was a very exciting and uh you know pretty dynamic episode of nxt but before we do just want to remind you all that this show like everything we do here at WrestleZone, zone is available on any number of streaming platforms whether it's soundcloud spotify youtube podcast whatever it may be we've got you covered so make sure to leave like and subscribe we appreciate you so john we are going to get a fatal five-way match at nxt takeover in your house um, now, I jokingly tweeted when when they kind of looked like we might be going in this direction because uh, tonight we, were, we had an advertised triple threat match between Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunne to start the show. As you'd expect, great match. All three guys, they're great. Love them. Uh, very, very talented. All of them all of them, very, very talented. And I was sitting there thinking, okay, any one of these guys could win this match because any one of them could put on a good match with and cross. And then out of nowhere or maybe it kind of leaked a little little bit, depending if you uh, saw some of the the rumors out there, but Adam Cole comes out and he caught, he doesn't cost Kyle O'Reilly the match. He doesn't really target anyone. He just leaves them all lying, you know, utter, utter chaos. And that's what the DJ is saying, complete and utter chaos tonight. Um, So then uh, Cole walked away. This was a no contest. The match did not end. And I know some people had a problem with that. Uh, Later on, Cole came out and he said, Hey, I'm back. I want my title. And, uh, and then, uh, Karen Cross came out, and they just exchanged, and they it was a heated pro- uh, promo exchange. We can talk about that. But at the end of the day, we are going to get a fatal five-way match between the three guys in that triple threat match, and then Adam Cole in there as well, all challenging Karen Cross for the title. John, what do you think about this?
1: Uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think this will be instantly a match of the year candidate. Uh, just a nice fatal five-way match there they could have taken it a step further if they wanted to have Finn Balor in there and they could have had a six man and that would have gave them the ability to make it like uh, say elimination chamber, hell in a cell steel cage, whatever, some kind of specialty match. Uh, it appears right now, we're obviously just going to get a failed five way match. First fall wins. Uh, those are pretty rare when it comes to five superstars in a match. I mean, we see that with a Fatal four way every now and then, but when it comes to a failed five way, uh, those are kind of rare with the first person to get a pin for wins because those matches set, tend to end in a screwy way where somebody hits their finisher, but then they get pushed out of the ring and somebody steals the pin or there's a roll up pin or somebody interferes. There's so many ways this could go, but I think we're just going to get a, an old fashioned hard hitting match back and forth. Carrying Cross picks up the win, but who he pins is a whole different story because it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. I
0: mean. Yet again, we sit here kind of in a situation where it feels like nobody can really afford to lose this match. Uh, maybe, if anybody, you could probably knock Kyle O'Reilly down a peg because he had been kind of built up a lot. So he he could probably take it. I don't think Pete Dunn could because he's been uh, picking up wins, but he hasn't really... It feels like he loses a lot of his big matches, whereas Kyle O'Reilly, at least he beat Adam Cole at the last takeover, so he's got that. Uh, did you guys say when, if they could make a, a nomination match to kind of add a little a little more spice to it? And they very well might. Um, I, I could see them going that way. But I definitely think this will be a, a very special match, you know. I'll I'll say it. NXT's five best guys going out there uh, in the ring here uh, for a takeover. I mean, that is a winning recipe. Michael Covenant predicting that Johnny Gargano will take the pin. I mean, this guy, he can take the pin any night of the week, and he'll bounce back just fine. That's how good of a wrestler he is. That's good of a character he is. And I could very well see that. I feel like he's the most pinnable. I guess I overlooked that myself. But uh, Saki, the sock puppet, saying that I see Karrion Cross retaining or Kyle O'Reilly potentially winning. Uh, And, you know, it feels like O'Reilly... I mean, I was thinking back when he first when he faced Finn Balor for a title. Then when he beat Adam Cole, I was like, clearly they kind of think pretty highly of this guy. Uh, and he very well might get the title at some point. I don't think now is that time, though. We've, we've said it before. I really think that Cross is going to you know keep the title for a while here. Um, and this match could be a good chance to get the title off him when you've got literally four of the guys in there. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I think this is a great chance to have uh cross beat these four guys to really build them up even more. I mean, that's kind of where where I'm thinking here.
1: It could have um, been so much better with a live crowd, though. It'd oh man, this awesome. match would
0: have been nuts with a live crowd. Even tonight, some of the matches were great, and just even just the the small crowd at the Capital Wrestling Center made them better, um, that much better. If this was a a normal takeover, at, you know, uh, in a normal world, uh, this match would be crazy. You know, uh, it, it, and it will be anyway. Just having that that energy of, of the live crowd there. Yeah, that is a shame that uh, you know. And we, we don't know when NXT will go back to touring, but it's not going to be right now, so this is kind of the best we can uh, really do here for NXT at least by the very least you, you you can really kind of just uh fully expect this to be a, a great match a great takeover match uh and it was, this is was a very good uh, tv match as well with this triple threat match I definitely enjoyed that I do want to talk about this promo exchange though where Adam Cole and Karen Cross was going off at each other Adam Cole said you're not special you're an overrated uh muscle head and they were just like shooting on each other uh and then Karen Cross um you know, like just came out there and, and, fired right back. And then Adam Cole, it's funny. I can't remember what, what everything that Karen cross really said, but uh, Cole said, like the, the show does all these things to make you feel special. You've got the smoke and the mirrors and, and the theme song uh, and Scarlet me uh, to, to make me feel special. this ring the bell. I thought that was a good line. Um, I'm struggling, to remember what, what Karen Cross said, but I remember I uh, just think it was a great promo. Both guys really brought it, uh, and, and it made me and I think some of the people as well kind of think, Hey, I'd, I'd like to see Cross and Cole one on one. And now we're getting this five way match, maybe we'll get uh Cole and Cross down the road. But I thought this is a great way to immediately just add a lot of kind of heat to this match, uh, on top of that triple third match as well. So I'm looking forward to that one. And you know, I guess we can uh, shift into the next takeover match that was announced. We are going to get uh. Uh, uh, L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes here in the battle for the, the million-dollar legacy. Uh, now, tonight, uh, L.A. Knight faced Jake Atlas, and Cameron Grimes came out and distracted uh, Knight kind of indirectly there. Um, and then, you know, uh, walked out on, on L.A. Knight. So, it does feel like he's kind of siding back with uh, Cameron Grimes there. So, it does feel like, in a way, this match will be for the custody of Teddy DiBiase to see, like, who, who will earn his... Uh, his favor i guess but in, in yeah. my mind there's still a chance they could uh potentially bring back the, the million dollar title and have that on the line here to really cement the that idea that's for that legacy but john what what do you think of this one and where this feud seems to be going
1: uh, i'm okay with it i mean I, I i specifically don't feel that la knight's really being used to his full potential in this feud. he's really not uh i think that especially that he lost tonight the way i mean his 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 persona and gimmick is very good. His in-ring talent is also very good. The creative booking that they've been using with him since he came has not really been the best. Cameron Grimes and yeah. Ted DiBiase thing is okay. Adding the title would be a nice thing as well. Uh, I do think that this is one of the most unpredictable matches on the card because either guy could realistically win, but I think LA Knight needs it more. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, like you just said. A lot of potential, uh great
0: look tonight. He came out there. This man, like he looked great last week. He comes out tonight, he looked even better, like he had just like you know, worked out a lot just in the span of a week. I don't know, I, I kind of noticed that. And I usually don't tend to, uh, but he came out like, damn, this man looking looking pretty good um and to me like i've said it before but he already owes like a million bucks you know he's got that superstar look and i mean you sometimes you see this where like guys will intentionally kind of you know work out a little harder train a little more if they're getting yeah. uh, a featured spot here so maybe you know maybe uh you know ellen knight might be getting in this position here where he might be getting ted DiBiase as his manager or as we had just said maybe the million dollar title uh there have been reports they are bringing that back that wasn't me just purely speculating that has been kind of thrown yeah. around um I'm not sure if it's if it's going to be for this show, but, you know, maybe that could happen down the road as well. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely agree. L.A. Knight needs this win. Sorry, Cameron Grimes. You know, I think he's been doing great work as well. But uh, kind of like Johnny Gargano, Cameron Grimes can bounce back. Like, that's just how, I guess, kind of versatile he is. He doesn't always need to be winning. And there, there are plenty of people like that. But for me, L.A. Knight, if he doesn't win this one, that will be kind of a, uh, a a tough loss to bounce back from. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree there. I think, and I think this being the last takeover where there's no fans, uh, in my opinion, anyway, as far as the NXT show itself goes, I see it being like the old school days where they would just do their show and then they would only travel for their takeover. Uh, I think we could hopefully get back to that routine there. And I think LA Knight with fans, it'll be interesting to see how they react to him. Obviously, he's gotten really good reactions in the past. So if they want to keep the momentum, you know, strong with him, a win here would be nice, and then the million-dollar championship would just be like a theatrical component that he would have with him. I, I, I wouldn't see him carrying it with him. I think it would just be something that was on the line there, and then it, maybe it goes away after that again. But nevertheless, it's still an intriguing part of the show. It's interesting and it gets people's attention.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get even more development here. We've got, I think. I think next week is the go home show. So maybe they may, may maybe it is. I, yeah. Hope, yeah. I hope that they, they they very well might bring that the million dollar title back next week. Uh, and say, hey, the winner of this match to take over gets this. And even if it's not a, a legitimate title that's like defended all the time, you no, know, it's, it's it's a darn nice prop. So um my I'm hopeful for LA Knight. I'm hopeful that uh you know the storyline will definitely benefit both guys. But as we were saying, LA Knight needs that kind of big win early on in his NXT run here. Uh, so I'm I'm hopeful that he'll get, I'm hopeful will get it. So sticking with the theme of takeover here, uh, we are we at least got a teaser of the women's uh, title match here, where Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez kind of or Raquel distracted Ember Moon after Ember called her out. Dakota kind of blindsided her and beat her down, and then later in the show, uh, Ember Moon called uh, Dakota. See, well, she called Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez out. She said, "I'm going to face Dakota next week, but then I'm going to take your title at Takeover." So it seems like we are kind of. Uh, heading toward Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez for TakeOver. They kind of uh, hinted at that last week when the when the former tag champions attacked um, Shotzi Blackheart. Now we're pretty clearly heading in that direction as well. And I think that'll be a very good match. I think that'll be another good statement win for uh, Raquel Gonzalez over former women's champion in NXT. Uh, I don't think she'll necessarily win that match, but you never know. Ups, upsets do happen. That's a match that I could see the upset happening. I think that'd be a nice kind of redemption story. Uh, but John, what, what, do you, what do you think of this one and the, a the, the, the potential match between Moon and Gonzalez?
1: Yeah, I don't think Ember Moon's going to win. I think she's just kind of that star power to put Raquel over even more. Uh, it's de- definitely interesting to see Ember kind of like on her own this week and out for revenge and stuff like that. But there's no scenario in which I do see her coming out on top. I just think it's too early for Raquel to lose. And I think that Ember can contribute without the title uh, raquel losing it just wouldn't make sense to me. The only way that it makes sense is if they want to move her up to the main roster, which I don't think they do yet. So you have to keep the belt on her and I think you need to make her look dominant over uh, ember and I, I still think this ultimately leads to the point where eventually they will uh, Dakota and raquel will turn on each other. I think that's the ultimate the ultimate outcome of this potential feud uh, but otherwise I don't think raquel's losing this anytime soon.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we are seeing some support for Ember Moon to potentially win Neshka is saying Moon for champ. And even if you kind of assume that Gonzalez is going to win, uh, you know, definitely some, some good support for uh, Ember Moon here. Uh, and uh for the show, Nando repeating what you just said, John, you would love to see Moon win, but only if Gonzalez is getting called up. Now it's interesting that, uh, Gonzalez and Karen Cross are in a very similar boat where like they're dominant champions. You don't really see either of them losing anytime soon unless they're getting called up. And it's kind of hard to tell. Um, if if they might be called up and obviously i think they could both do great things on the main roster but we've talked about at least with karen cross before uh and the narrative surrounding him is that i don't really trust the main roster to do right by him so uh for me actually i, I kind of hope that he stays down on nxt for a while because
1: booking, uh, booking.
0: so <laughs> it's, it's the booking man that's the motto of the show if the, the booking is what it comes down to um <laughs> man and i like i said I, I just don't trust the main roster in that sense so yeah uh but i agree i definitely don't think that uh gonzalez will lose the title anytime soon luka gotta start predicting that dakota oh. kai could turn on her like you just said go in that yeah. direction i think that would make a lot of sense down the road a little bit um i think that'd be a good story as well from what we've seen sure uh, of the history here so when it, assuming we get that that will be a good a, ma- a good match and a good feud uh potentially go in that direction but Speaking of a good match tonight, the main event was a tag team title match between MSK and Legado Del Fantasma. Uh, as, you, as you would expect, great tag team match here, MSK. Great team. Uh, Legado Del Fantasma has been, been really uh, impressing me lately. Uh, in the middle of the match here, we got some un, maybe some unneeded shenanigans when Grizzled Young Veterans came out and kind of were ready to interfere. And then Thatcher and Champa came out to kind of uh, fend them off. So it seems like we are not done with that feud yet. Uh, I think we, we may have mentioned it last week that we might be getting... It, we it, it's easy to see a potential like fate of four way tag team match there of all those teams, but um, in the meantime, at least you know, MSK did uh, with that kind of level playing field, the the the, the match was on evil, uh, even ground, ev- even ground there. Uh, but then Santos Escobar interfered, and then Bronson Reed destroyed yeah. this man, pancaked <laughs> him against the cage. My gosh, uh, some, somebody checked for a pulse on Escobar there because that was brutal. Let's That's yeah, getting freaking squashed right against the cage like that. Uh, that was a fun spot. Um, and I, I like this kind of alliance with msk and Bronson Reed, and right when we, when we went on the air anthony manzana wondered uh if, if the, about a potential stable between brownson Reed and msk we've, we've seen them kind of interact before and is wondering what we'd give the uh what we call them you know the, the, if they are this kind of legitimate group here i don't necessarily know about that it does seem just kind i don't of like, think they're right, a legitimate group they're, they're, they're the champions champions you know the babyface champions seem together it's something you see all the time um, yeah I think that's that's more what there is to it. it was, if if they were a stable, I don't know what I would call them. MSK is like, that's their thing. I don't know how you could add another member to that like by or change the name. Um, but I, I like seeing them together. I think they're fun. It's a fun kind of mix of those styles. Obviously, MSK, high-flying, energetic. Brownson Reed, this big powerhouse. So, you know, I, I like seeing them together. And I, I would assume this we, we might get another tag team match with MSK and Brownson Reed versus Legato here. Obviously, six men. Makes sense. Uh, and then that'd be a lot of fun. To, again, I mean, I think MSK and Legado de Fantasma have great chemistry here. Uh and I doesn't seem like we're done with this one. I mean, yeah, they won the match here, but Los Angeles Esquire was, was right there and made it clear that uh, you know, he wants Legado to get to get some titles back. He lost his title, he wants more titles here. Um, but I don't know. I I thought saw someone earlier predict maybe that uh Escobar would challenge Bronson Reed for his title, the North American title. That could be a takeover match as well. Uh if you had to choose, John, what do you, do you think we were more likely getting a rematch between MSK and Legato or potentially kind of some permutation of a Grizzly Young Veterans, Statham Champ, or something like that?
1: Uh, as far as the tag division, uh, it's nice to see them in the main event tonight. I thought for a while there they were kind of becoming a little irrelevant, but they've definitely reversed course on that. Uh, if I had to predict what we're going to see a TakeOver, I mean... I would have went in the direction of a fatal four-way tag match, but now that we're getting this fatal five-way main event match, it's almost like you're piling it on, trying to squeeze everybody into the card, and you're at the point then where you're only going to have room for like four matches on the card. Uh, you still got the women's tag titles there. It's just very intriguing to me, although it is hard for me to believe that we just have a one-on-one tag match. So uh, w- since we didn't get a like a number one contender match announced for next week, uh, pay attention to the social medias this week. Maybe we get some kind of announcement there or next week to open the show, some kind of an announcement. Yeah. Uh, I do think it'll probably be a one-on, like a, a tag versus a tag, just two teams in the match. Uh, it's hard to say who it'll be. I want to say it would probably be Grizzle Young Veterans, but at this point, I don't know. So it's very intriguing that there are so many teams in NXT, almost more than the main roster that are in contention for a title. Hell there's yet. four right there. I mean, and don't forget, you still have Trig Maverick and Killian Dane. You still have Ever Rise. You still have Breezango. I mean, there's seven right there. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great, it's great death. and it's a good problem to have when you know they have too many attack teams whereas you know some of the main roster shows that's definitely not the case so that's very much a, a pleasant surprise to see this this abundance of teams and my, my, michael kent pointing out we still do have imperium as well imperium is there as a potential factor uh kind of waiting in the wings like that so no it's it's, it's cool to see this this continuing um you know the, the tag team division bring the a game kind of on a week by week basis they got the, the, they got the main event spot here and that kind of speaks to you know how nxt views the tag division and then you know uh it's again worth noting that difference with the main roster so uh if we do get some potential like fatal four way or something i mean i will i will say i've also made a backlash we did get two triple threat match title two triple threat title matches so you know i don't think they'd necessarily shy away from uh that fear of like, oh, too many multi matches. But for NXT, it is, is a smaller roster of featured players. So, you know, maybe there's some valid concern to that. Uh, but now I'm getting asked about my favorite love story tonight. Uh, DJ, DJ KSA asking about index here. I was a little disappointed, not going to lie. Like, I, I want, I, I look for a little substance with these like updates we get every week. And th- the, tonight we got like two kind of brief. Ah, uh, vignettes backstage where um, Indie was listening to some sad music, presumably kind of left left for her by Dexter over there, some headphones. Later on, Dexter's listening listening to the same song, and this man starts crying. I'm like, oh, my man, Dexter's out here. He's crying. He's heartbroken. Um, that I mean, that 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 hit me. I was like, I feel bad for the guy. Um, I don't know. Like John, well, you and I talk about it, you know, pretty much every week here, but I I don't know. I still don't know where we're going. And I guess that's I'd rather be an optimist rather than saying, okay, they're very clearly going this way. Where like you know, it seems like we are uh, approaching a fork in the road. Where like the longer this heartbreak goes on, and they don't necessarily make up, I could I could more easily buy a split between two rather than assuming they are gonna end up together. I'm sold for that. I'm a sucker for happy endings, but
1: uh... they are clearly milking this out for some reason. I'm not sure if this is on purpose or what but this reminds me of last summer when they like tried to extend the Sasha and Bailey thing until fans were coming back. And then when they realized the fans weren't coming back, they just went ahead and went with it. But they teased this thing for like half of a year before they actually finally went with it. And it's like, we're getting the same thing here in a way we're like, but the difference here is we don't know what the end goal is. All we know is that they keep milking it out for some reason. And what the end goal is, nobody knows uh and i mean it's i can't even predict where they're going i mean i i still think they're gonna be together at some point but i mean what do you think
0: i mean i hope so uh like we talked about before like they could easily kind of flip the script and say all right you know we're gonna do something a little different and have them not in- adapt together but uh you think of from from a viewer standpoint you're you're getting this storyline week after week and a lot of time you kind of have to root for that happy ending like that uh you know and i know that obviously not every story has a happy ending but you know, I, I, if, I'm not going to lie. I would feel at least a little disappointed if you know, Dexter and Indy not, did not end up together. I think they're that's it's a fun storyline that we've gotten to see this this uh, progression week after week here, uh, and I, I wouldn't feel pretty let down if we did not get the the ultimate payoff of seeing them end up together again. I, I've compared it to uh, uh, Otis and Mandy Rose, and when they finally had that moment of coming together at Rosemania was magical. And and, and we're getting a comment wondering uh, if we if, uh, they might be waiting for that payoff until fans come back. Now, the problem is, Stephen Chambers pointing that out, the problem is we don't really know when that will be for NXT. Uh, WWE going back on the road in July, but NXT, it's a little unclear exactly what they'll be doing. So um, I don't know. I, I, I see the logic there, obviously. Like I just said, we've got that, that Mandy Rose Otis moment for context. So maybe they're hoping for a similar thing when NXT is back on the road, whenever that I got I got
1: I want to do a little sidebar real quick. Uh, during the show, I was live tweeting most of the event, and uh, I pointed out during one part of the show that um, Vic Joseph gets absolutely hype, like more than anybody, like in the WWE now for commentating. Like he really gets into it. He's really passionate about it, and I just I felt the urge to just give him a shout out on Twitter. I had to give him a tweet like, "Hey Vic." You're doing a great job. I love how hype you get. And now that the show's over, he just liked and retweeted the tweet that I sent him. So nice. Shout out to Vic Joseph because you 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 simply don't. I mean, Morrow used to do that. Good for him. And it was on NXT. Now Vic's doing the same thing, and it's like I love that aspect. Like I love that you're showing passion for your job. I mean, Michael Cole's been doing this for so long. It's hard to tell when he's passionate or not. Yeah. And then you got, uh, obviously, Jimmy Smith seemed very passionate also. So I think they have a good mix right now on the commentary table. Uh, And I I, I don't want to, I'm not putting down like Wade Barrett, Beth Phoenix, Corey Graves. They're all very passionate too. But Vic gets so hype. Like, it's crazy. Like, do you notice? Like, he'll he'll go crazy. Like for tonight when Adam Cole is coming back out to the ring, right before commercial break. Adam or yeah, Adam Cole was coming out and Victor just like went crazy. It was like, Adam Cole's come back. Like, <laughs> I lost it. I thought that was great. I think. Uh,
0: I think he uh, he has this nice balance of like that passion, and then you would mentioned more Mauro Ronaldo. Moro's great, fantastic, but for some people, he went over the top far too often. Whereas like he had yeah. that passion, and then he kind of notched like notched it up. Whereas uh, Vic Joseph can like kind of scale it back down and bring it back up when needed. And a, a moment like that, okay, it's a, it's this chaotic moment. Oh, Adam coming out. Okay, let's amp it back up. Uh, for me, I was just go, good to go off your shout out. Hey, Vic Joseph. I don't think he ever got a fair shake on Monday Night Raw. He was very very briefly uh part of the the raw commentary team the toughest seat in the house and they kind of were like all right you know kind of he, he i don't want to say he got the adnan verk treatment but essentially they're like all right this is not working we're, we're done um, and it's a it's a tough job, you know. And uh, now he's doing great on NXT. I think I, I will say NXT has a great commentary team um, in their own right. You know, all the focus recently has been on Adnan Verk and Jimmy Smith and then uh, Pat McAfee on SmackDown. But NXT, I mean, you mentioned we were just talking about Vic Joseph. I think Wade Barrett, or, or also known as Stu Bennett, he's, he's doing great. He had a great line tonight where. Um, Beth Phoenix was talking about, uh, she was comparing Index to like the great romances in pop culture, like uh, Ross and Rachel from Friends, Buffy, and Angel from Buffy, Vampire Slayer, and Wade just like deadpan is like, I don't know who any of those people are.
1: <laughs> I didn't either, and I felt stupid because I didn't know any of them either. I was like, well, who
0: are these people? Okay, so I did uh, for most of them. They that Some of the references lost me, and I saw a lot of people joking about it on Twitter um I thought was great line they, they they have a great like uh group chemistry it's not just one it's hard to have a, like three people work well together like that uh, I know that a lot of people tend to kind of uh criticize you know three three person booths but I think they they do it well in NXT and I'm liking it uh, and that's when you know the reason why like this show was fun to watch you got that commentary team and kind of elevating it you know every single every every week you're out there uh I like it a lot and uh um, one more thought on um uh Vic Joseph here Michael Coverson saying Vic improvement time on Raw. Raw didn't fit him very well, but NXT fits him much better. Uh, besides having uh, Mackenzie there, but he, he's—I think he's dating uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, one of the, the backstage personalities. Yeah, yeah. But, yep. uh, but so yeah, clearly he's got he's got a good fit in NXT. He's got a, got a good reason to be there, and uh, he's doing doing good work there. So, I think that's yet another strength of NXT here. Uh, another thing they do very well is bring in these newcomers, build them up. The night of the debut, uh, they pretty much they gave. Um, Christian Castanova renamed uh, Carmelo Hayes a video package and then instantly gave him this open challenge uh, cruiserweight title match against Kushida. Both guys, you know, put on some very good high flying action here, and it was a good way to uh, kind of establish Hayes as this newcomer that could hold his own. And then after the match, Kushida won and retained the title, and then Kushida just shook his hand and was like, "All right, this guy, this guy can." Someone to keep an eye on, you know, and uh, I know that Casanova was a uh, very kind of a, a buzzworthy prospect on the independent scene and he signed with WWE in February. Now he's debuting here. Uh, John, what do you think of this cruiserweight title match? And me- I guess maybe we can kind of segue into potential uh, what's next for Kushida. And I'm thinking it might be Swerve, sort of Scott, but I'm um, curious to see what you think about it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they are. It's interesting the way they're going with all of these. Um, I didn't think tonight was necessarily a strong point, either in the cruiserweight division or with the Isaiah Swerve Scott thing. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how each of these go moving forward because Kushida needs to have good competition in the cruiserweight division. And at the same time with this uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott stable kind of feuding with the Ever-Rise Dreg Maverick group, uh, there needs to be some... Uh, quote-unquote meat on the bones with that too, uh, make it relevant to them, make them look dominant, make them look like they're serving a purpose. And then the same goes for, like I said, Kushida, uh, looking at his possible list of challengers. I hope that Jordan Devlin can get back out soon because I think he'd be a good challenger also. But they definitely need to get their plans together because the summer is quickly approaching and they need to have their plans set in stone here.
0: Absolutely. And uh yeah, I think it's already June, uh, hard to believe, but uh like like we've been mentioning although it's kind of unclear what the the touring schedule for NXT might be in a couple months, you know, it's still like the summer season often is kind of supposed to be one of the the highlights the year and at least in some ways. So, uh for for NXT, you would hope that especially for this division, you know, we're not really sure where it's going. I'm like I said, I'm going to assume that Swerve Scott's the next major challenger in line, potentially even the next champion. We've got hit-row hit records here. I'll talk about that in a bit, but just uh, a lot of people are liking this match with Carmelo, uh, Carmelo, almost like Carmela, uh, Carmelo and Kushida, DJ SCA calling an instant classic. Stephen Chambers saying it was a great match. Hayes has a bright future. So, I mean, yeah, this is a great way to establish this guy on his first night to have him say, (laughs) okay, hey, this is someone that could really be sticking around. So. Uh, i like that and then uh the, there's just a, a couple funny lines tonight between the, the the friends reference and the, like the buff phoenix and uh, that little exchange that i just mentioned uh and then hitwell records had an exchange with drake maverick and killian dane and you know the, the, it was it was fine like nothing really uh to write home about but then like, it's
1: just, it I, confused me The when uh drake maverick told isaiah swerve scott he needed to get new teeth and i was like what I think
0: every every time like uh, and a lot of the especially the vignettes we see backstage, uh, Swerve has like I don't know what it's called. I'm not gonna like really make myself seem like a nerd. Like the gold. I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think got you. Like the gold, the gold lace braces, look. kind of
0: something like that I, I think it was trying to make a joke about that but i thought it was funny how like aj francis is big towering dude like they, they had this exchange and they're walking away and aj francis said it's time to blow this popsicle <laughs> I, just, I thought that was the funniest thing um where nxt does this comedy very well and it's like these little lines like that like it's not over the top or anything it's just like little stuff like that it could give, give you a little laugh here and there um i mean not like you know we've talked about a, a couple weeks here i think this is probably week three ish of hit row records uh, I'm getting called off for my lack of knowledge about grills, and I'm sorry, but um, yeah, I hear records. Uh, this segment, you know, I wasn't really on board with yeah you know, some of the promos we've been seeing with the group and the, and their their catchphrases. Like, if you didn't know, now you know. But this pretty straightforward, you know, conversation, funny line. Works for me, and uh, it seems like we'll probably get Hit Row of, of in some capacity versus Dane and Maverick next week. And we were just talking about the tag division, so maybe uh, whatever permutation we see, if it's you know, Ashante the Adonis or whoever it might be, maybe they'll climb the in the tag division. I mean, Hit Row Records very well could kind of quickly uh, establish itself as a legi- legitimate group in NXT here, starting uh, maybe even next week with that match there. Uh, so I, I, I'm more on board with Hit Row Records than I've been. And John, I, I've been I've been putting it off, but we got we got some comments about it. We got another diamond mine vignette tonight, and uh, still don't know what to think about it. But it did say, "quote unquote," opening soon. And you you tweeted uh, when they aired that that you thought it might be kind of a, an offshoot or an extension of NXT of some sort. Um, and I kind of went off that saying maybe like some like raw underground thing like i don't know I, they are very clearly leaning into this like training mixed martial arts and, and something like that and uh, yeah i i'm starting i'm i would th- i think i'd agree with you it doesn't feel like it's a wrestler it doesn't feel even like it's a, a stable.
1: stable it feels yeah, like some kind it's of it's like, almost like they're bringing back like it's like a tough enough type thing or something like that. Kind of like a series or something where they're bringing in new people. I mean, I can see with all the performance center talent they have now, it'd be the perfect way to introduce them to the fans. I think that could be an idea there, or maybe we're just completely whiffing and we don't even know what it is. We're just crazy. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I have
0: no idea what this is, Uh, but I think this guess about some segment or or something is is pretty is probably the most accurate potential guest we've had yet rather than you know cm punk or uh tesla blanchard or whatever it might be uh it's easy i mean i think i even saw <laughs> john's making the cm punk uh taunt there but um i don't know like i just i like raw underground didn't work so like why would they necessarily think that uh it worked i mean i don't I, see it's a different creative team they could do it differently sure but I I really didn't see it's a
1: different audience, too. If you think about it there, this is more of like there's not many casuals that watch NXT. The NXT crowd base is more hardcore fans that like wrestling. We've discussed this before where NXT is known for the wrestling and Raw is more known for the entertainment segments part of the show that draws a lot more casual fans. So they're catering to a different audience here as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, I don't know. I just the, obviously I don't think I'm alone in saying that Raw Underground left such a bad taste in my mouth. Like, and we're getting these these video segments every week, and just, it seems like something that could be very important. I mean, the, the, you know, I would expect some investment in this thing, and there, and that's and inherently you expect it to be good. So yeah. I don't necessarily feel confident that Raw Underground 2.0 or or a remix of that idea could necessarily. Uh, that beneficial but i mean i'm again nxc more often than not they've got uh i don't say better creative team but more often i i leave feeling the show feeling more satisfied it does feel more creative if you lack like a better word uh so maybe i I would be more willing to kind of see how they might go about it uh djkca wondering if we get some like cage fighting and if it is this legitimate like that's what it seems like the kind of teasing here um neskris thinks she's hoping it's not that, but. Uh, I don't know. I I hope, again, I say every time I talk about it, I hope we, we figure out whatever this is so I can just, like, know. Um, and then we got one comment wondering if we'll, if we'll find out whatever it might be either at TakeOver or, uh, I guess, in my mind, maybe the, the NXT after that as the kind of a, a big angle for the show coming out of TakeOver. Yeah. But I yeah. want to know. I want to know. I want to know now. I mean, I'm tired of waiting. But hopefully it'll be worth the wait at whatever it might be uh and with that that's pretty much all the, the major things we did get a little tease of Zaylee and mercedes martinez uh, kind of hinting that they're going to have a match takeover take over as well and i liked how they incorporated some history there where uh Zia Lee had a promo she said hey uh, Mer- mercedes martinez he beat me at the fir- the mayon classic it was humiliating and now, and now i want revenge and uh, I, saw, uh, I saw a tweet it was like oh it's cool how Zaylee's like tar- targeting people from her past and i and i thought like is Lee like Bray Wyatt now? Like is that what we're doing? If, if so, that's fine. Like that's 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 a cool idea. We saw it with Bray Wyatt targeting people that had wronged him in the past, or uh, you know, whatever. Um, that's cool. Uh I don't know, man. I I I, I hope that in, in this case, Zalee would win. Uh, we we're talking earlier, we we're talking about LA Knight, somebody needs a win. They've they've gotten this this cool repackaging for Zalee, the the like Tian Shaw and everything. Um, and she could very, very much use a, a big statement like this at the pay-per-view, but, uh, you know, it seems like we're, we're slowly getting, uh, you know, some semblance of the card here. And uh, it's still some, some, uh, uncertainty about, uh, who might be on the card, who might not be on the card. Uh, you know, did, did you guys say pointing out that you know, even Frank Mon- Monet had a segment tonight and she was saying, oh, I had a good debut. Uh, and she was like reading some of the review, uh, quote unquote reviews about it. Um, and like I talked about last week, I hope that she'll be kind of entering the mix for the title picture here soon around later, but um not sure if she'll, I mean, at this point takeover is next Sunday, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So yeah, not, not sure if she'll be on takeover. Cause that, you know, unless they do a kind of a fairly meaningless match, but I'm curious. And then, then based on what we do know, you know, we've got this, this fatal five, five-way match. To look forward to um, Grimes versus LA night. A couple other things that kind of seem to be, in, in the in the cards here with the, the the tag titles and whatnot so i think takeover will be good i'm very excited to see uh, next week how they kind of uh, this last stop before takeover how they build up that uh that title match and um overall though i thought next was fun tonight again i said at the start of the show i'm just so inherently biased to like nxt i'm mean, it's like a palette cleanser from raw i come in i, I feel good flies by Usually I, I like more things than I don't. And I feel I leave the show feeling pretty good. And it's hard not to be too upset about that. So I will agree with Nestor and I'll give the show an 8. And we got an 8.5 from Michael Ken. What, what do you think, John?
1: It's been a hot minute since we did this. But uh, the show is going to get a 7.5 dog. Uh, a 7.5 dog. Uh, I haven't given a 7.5 to a show in over th- probably three months. Perfect rating for tonight. Uh, I thought it was a very good show, very good story advancement, very good matches. I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for TakeOver. Much better than Raw. I'm looking forward to this better than Raw. And very, very good show. Uh, so that's my rating, 7.5 there. Getting a lot of people that would agree. Uh, Steven Davis with an 8. DJ
0: Kassi with 9. Michael Coventy with a 9. Uh, he uh, commenting on the the, how good the Adam Cole promo was saying he sent shockwaves and look strong, great main event. Uh, and the Luke Luke Gothard saying it wasn't a bad show, and Kevin Taylor saying 7.1, and friend of the show, Nando, saying it was a hot eight, hot eight, not a cold eight, but a hot eight. So, pretty good show tonight, and and to me, I hope that, uh, of, of course the ratings have been a little off here with show buzz daily has been down. So it's been hard to really track the ratings as we once did. But uh, if the, if, and when the, the, the numbers do come out, NXT has been kind of sinking a little bit in the viewership, but they're putting on a good show. And like, I think that's the more important note here. And unfortunately, you know, it's a business, it's all about, it's all about the numbers, but I'm sitting here and I'm saying, Hey, it's a good show. of you got, you got to believe in that and say like, you know, it, eventually the, the viewers will come hopefully Uh, But in the meantime, I'm liking it, you know, like I said, you know, it's just a, it's, it's logical booking. As you you said, John, the the stories progress in, in logical and entertaining ways. You got great matches. You got stuff to look forward to, you know, the week ahead every single week more often than that so it's a winning yep. recipe, and that's one of the reasons why i really do like nxt so uh we'll be back here next Tuesday to talk about nxt and then john uh, you and i also do the raw post show on mondays uh rob Dieflis and i do the smackdown post show uh now we're on saturdays because aw is pushing us around with their schedule shifts but um and the, the diamond dudes of attitude cover all your aw needs for their show and they also do wcw be written talking about uh, fantasy booking for wcw and we also do have a great stream of in- interviews constantly coming at you guys with, uh, you know, Fred Rosser, Sean Spears, uh, Mike Bennett. I can't, more than that given name, do you, you got to, like, check us out. Make sure to leave, like, subscribe, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Uh, make sure to leave, like, and subscribe. And uh, we, uh, we, we said every, every week at this point, we're, we are on the precipice of returning to some sense of the normal, so we just got to get through a little longer, a little longer. You know, pretty much get through, get, it's, it's June 1st, we get through the month of June, and then July the wheels come off in a lot of ways and you know, pretty much every company is, is opening up and that's uh, a fun time. So, you know, and, and, and in the meantime, of course, we'll be here to get you through that. Uh, it, it, I mean, it will be a little bit of a rough stretch where, you know, you come out of a W W or nothing. You've got the hot crowd and you're thinking, man, not now we got to sit in the Thunderdome, but we're, we'll, we'll get through it. And then on the other side wrestling will be what it once was, you know, on and, the other and-
1: side, we'll be sitting pretty in Vegas at the roulette table Heading to SummerSlam the next night.
0: John's ready. For, John's ready to party, everybody. And uh, you know, <laughs> assuming, I mean, assuming SummerSlam is in Vegas, that's very much an option for those of you who wish to uh, engage in that. So, um, again, in the meantime, we have covered with every show here and interviews and all these things. to try and do one thing, one thing above all others, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.